One more time. James chapter 5, verse 17 and verse 18. And 1 Kings chapter number 18, verse number 1. You haven't said, mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 1, and it says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I would like to use as a thought or topic for this message, why pray? Why pray? With everything that is going on in our country and around the world, I think it's only fitting that we talk about prayer. Prayer is, of course, vitally important to the believer. We've had hurricanes that have done damage immeasurably. We even had a hurricane that they have labeled as being the worst to ever come through this country. We've seen flooding in both Texas and Florida as a result of the hurricanes. The loss of life and the recovery process one month later is still going on. We are dealing with racial issues, racial divide that seems to be growing day by day. We're dealing with division from the highest seat of power in the world where it seems as if our president is the chief conspirator in dividing this country and if you'll allow me just a moment to pause right there and say that there are many who are taking the bait we understand that no man, no matter who he is or the position that he holds, is our enemy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, and watch this, spiritual wickedness in high places. So it's disturbing that all of these things are going on. Mexico couple of weeks ago experienced catastrophic earthquakes that shook the country to its poor, an already poor country. 
economic system development is very, very low, and here they have an earthquake to come through and shake them again. Seems like the earth would take notice that something or someone is trying to get our attention. And then, on top of everything else that's going on in the country, we awaken this morning to someone deciding that they are going to open fire on a crowd of people who are enjoying a music concert. And the last I checked, the death toll had raised to 58 people and over 500 injured. And it seems as if the country, leaders of these nations would take notice that something or someone is trying to get our attention. On top of all of that, we have North Korea, Kim Jong-un, who is making threats. And it seems as if our commander-in-chief is poking fun at somebody who obviously has no regard or respect for his life, the life of those in which he governs, nor American life. Because he understands the catastrophic results that we will have if a nuclear war breaks out. And it seems as if we still don't understand that something or somebody is trying to get our attention. If we step away from the problems of the country and the problems of this world and we begin to look at our own personal problems because I don't think you have to turn on the news to discover that you have some issues in your own house. That there are some problems in some relationships. That there are some problems right here in this community. That there are some issues with our leadership. That there are some problems in our schools. That there are some problems in our businesses. You don't have to look far to see that even on a local level, that God is still trying to get our attention. And it seems as if our attention span is not very long. Because as soon as the calendar day changes and a new problem arises, we turn our attention to that issue. And seemingly forget about the issues of last week. There was a little girl that was uh, found dead in the hotel freezer who uh, took up all of social media for about a week and a half. And as soon as something else happened, we forgot about her. Now we've moved on to something else. Just a little while ago, it was pray for Paris, pray for France, because they were going through something. And then it was uh, all of the killings of unarmed African-American, and it was pray for this and pray for that. But it seems like as soon as the problems reside, and as soon as we go back to quote unquote normal, we forget about prayer. And what it seems is that as soon as God heals or we put a band-aid over the problem, we forget about 
to just say we ought to pray. But you let something bad happen and then all of a sudden everybody's changing their Facebook status and their pictures are praying, praying, praying. But as soon as the problems go away, we don't like each other anymore. We can't get along. But I want you to understand something that God will introduce himself to you through the struggle. As a matter of fact, it takes a, the, the best prayers that you'll ever get will come from a broken place. And so God says, if that's the only way that you will pray, I'll keep breaking you until you understand that you need me. I'll allow calamity. I'll allow storms until you get to the point that I am the one who controls. I am the Alpha and Omega. I am beginning and the end and all in between. I am he that lead, that rules. I am he that leads. I'm he that governs. I'm sovereign. I'm God all by myself. As a matter I don't know if we understand that it don't matter how many missiles uh, Kim Jong-un beats. You possess an ability that is more powerful than him. The ability, I don't know if we understand, the ability to come before the creator the one who shaped the mountains and <laughs> measured out the waters. The one who, I don't know if we have a true understanding of how great God is. You ever been to the ocean and wonders what's holding the waters back? Have you ever wondered, the, the waters have a command from God. That they are not to come any farther. And so the waters even obey. God is so powerful that the waters won't go past the limit that he set. Even the waters know to obey. It's the same waters and while Jesus was asleep on the ship and the disciples were afraid that he stepped out and said, I wish I had more time because the first thing he did, you got to catch this, is he spoke to the wind and then he spoke to the waters because the unseen always controls the sea. And so he spoke to the thing unseen. And once he spoke to the to the wind, the waters had to open. Prayer then, watch this, is the greatest force known to man. Proven 
written so watch this in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 down through verse 8 he says don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need and thank him for it y'all ain't gonna catch it like I want you don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need and go ahead and thank him for it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 says pray without ceasing. Pride is aggressively demanding Satan's bondage to be broken in the matter for which we are praying. Which means if I begin to pray for my children, I am the aggressor. And I am aggressively commanding the enemy to lose his bonds from my children. I'm recommending him aggressively to lose the bonds off of my family. I'm commanding him aggressively to take the bonds off of my ministry. I'm commanding him aggressively to remove his hand from my body. What you got to understand is that you've been attacking him. Yeah, see, you've been thinking that he's been coming after you. I need you to understand that when you pray, you lost the attack. The God of 
because you've been an easy win. Y'all ain't gonna hear me on this. You've been an easy win. But I tell you to get trouble in your prayers. If you're gonna change chapter 5, verse 16, it says that the effective fervent prayers of a righteous man are
Bible says that Elijah You got to catch this. I'm going to get out your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to get out your way. Why pray? Because prayer allows God to show up in the midst of. And so the Bible says that Elias was just like me and you. I got to catch it. James put this in so we would understand that ordinary people. That's why I ain't never sung that song, I'm just a nobody. (laughs) You just don't know. I'm a child of the most high king. But do you know my dad? In Luke chapter 11, verse number 1, they asked him, How do we pray? Teach us to pray. And Jesus said, After this manner, which means this is a model, this is your blueprint. So he was a man just like us. And he prayed. But you can't miss this next part. He prayed earnestly. See, we pray and then we leave it alone. Because somebody told us that if you keep praying about it, that doesn't mean you don't trust God. But I beg to differ. In my mind, I'm going back because I haven't got the results that I want. That's some stuff that I've been praying for. And the enemy been sending some substitutes. And when the substitutes show up, I think this is the substitute. That ain't what I prayed for. So I have to dismiss the
that it might not rain. And the Bible says, and it rained not. He prayed that it might not rain. And it rained not. He prayed that it might not rain. And James lets us know that it didn't rain. That might not mean nothing to nobody else. But what that says is that ordinary people like us can do extraordinary things. If we pray fervently, we can get some stuff done in the earth. Watch what he says. The Bible says that it didn't rain for three years. Not only did it not rain, but it didn't rain for the amount of time that he told it not to rain. Don't rain. And it don't rain. For three years, it don't rain. Now you got to catch this part. Because him praying affected more than just his life. You got to understand the power of why you pray. When you pray, stuff happens. Your prayers don't affect just you. And if your prayerfulness affects more than your prayerlessness affects people. God didn't want it to rain and he used Elijah to stop the rain. The Bible says in verse 18 that he prayed again. Come on now. Y'all got the kids. This thing got good to me right. He prayed again. And the heaven. The heaven. Put this up. Y'all got this. And the heaven gave rain. Whatever you lose. I'll lose. He prayed again. And when he got through praying, heaven started giving. If he got preoccupied in the meantime. <laughs> but all of a sudden, he prayed again. This is a revival, ain't it? And some of us used to pray. And God sent me here to tell you tonight. Here tonight specifically to tell somebody. 
finish then. Let me go home with you. Watch this. He prayed earnestly that it stopped. He prayed again. He prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. If you go to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, it is God who tells him that it's tired. He didn't just wake up and say, I'm ready for it to rain again. But he heard God say that it's time for the rain. If you skip down to around verse 42, the Bible says that he told Ahab that it's getting ready to rain. He had no proof. Don't see nothing. When you don't hear nothing, straight away, keep running. 
Ahab is finna reign. You better get to the bottom of the mountain. You better get to the bottom of the mountain. Get in your chariot. And get down. And the Bible says that Elijah girded up his loins. Got himself together. And outran the chariot to the bottom of the mountain. The honesty proves that it was seven and a half miles. He didn't get tired because he got his answer. When God says yes, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Comes out of 
you got to be careful who you're connected to. Because some stuff that hits your house is because of who you connect to. That's why you got to pray for your pastors and pray for your leaders because that stuff that hits your house. So he goes back the second time. Falls down on his knees. The Bible says he was so stressed. His sweat turned to blood. But yet he prayed. Why pray? Goes back again and says, You're sleeping again? You're sleeping again? And goes back to prayer. He comes back the third time and they're sleeping. They wake up and he says, It's all right now. Take your rest. Sleep on. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Because I've been in prayer. I hadn't gotten my victory yet, but I've been in prayer. I'm ready. Because of his prayer, he was able to endure the cross. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. Already. Pride might not always avert the problem, but pride will give you the strength to go through it.
knowing that you deserve to be in his presence. And that there's no good thing that he will withhold from you. This is the word that the Lord gave me as I was sitting there before I came up to pray. The Lord told me to tell you that when you begin to pray again, strongholds are getting ready to fall. Chains are getting ready to break. Not only over your family, but there are some of you that are sitting here that you might not even recognize that you're dealing with strongholds in your own life. The way that you are today is because of stuff that happened to you in your past. You think that it's normal, but you're behind messed up. And you want to change and want to do better. But the strongholds. You don't get rid of strongholds by therapy. You can't go to counseling and get rid of these strongholds. You can't watch Jake's on TV and get rid of these strongholds. You're going to have to go to war. But God 